Hey, welcome back to today's podcast episode. I am super excited that you guys are here because I just love doing audio recordings. Um, I struggle with the uh, rules of social media and I struggle with just, you know, feeling like I have to show my face, do video. Like there's so many rules, algorithms, things are constantly changing. And you know how they say like, you either get with it or get off. My thing is when it comes to social media, I just do my own thing. And listen, if you're coming here from social media, welcome, welcome, welcome. Because we just over here on the podcast side, we talk and we share real topics. All right. We're talking about things that, you know, as you're listening to them and as you're processing what I'm saying, just figure out how you can either implement them into your business, figure out the mindset shift that you need to have um, and really just figure out like, OK, this is deeper than I thought it was because there's so many things in our industry. And I'm talking about the aesthetic industry, but I'm also talking about the hospitality industry. There's so many things in our industry that are not being covered. And so um, this podcast is like a blackout almost because you don't see me, you just hear me and you're able to get this information. So if you're in your car, if you're in your business, if you're in your house, if you got me in your headphones, thank you so much for listening. And I'm super excited to talk about today's topic. Now, my name is Nina. I'm a private esthetician and I'm also a spot owner. Uh, And also I have an academy called Elite Estheticians where my goal is to help you to build a business where you can honestly have excellence and be elite. Point blank period. All right. We do a lot of things. Yes. um, But my goal is to help you to reach that goal, whether it be a five figure month, a six figure year, etc. My goal is to help you get there. And it's not by telling you what you should do, but it's in giving you a blueprint and helping you to figure out how that blueprint can work for you. All right. So today I want to get a little deep. Okay. We're going to get a little deep because um, I was really uh, meditating heavily this week on hospitality. And if you listen to my last business webinar, that webinar was meant to be two hours. It went over into the four hour mark. And for those of you that joined, thank you so much because that webinar, we went deep into it. All right. And, you know, when we're talking about the aesthetic industry, and I mean, specifically the black aesthetic industry, okay, um, I really had to sit with this sentiment. And I really had to be like, you know what? Yes, we all have our opinions, but at its core, you know, sometimes social media can have you sharing groupthink. It can have you not wanting to say what you truly feel because you feel like people are going to judge your opinions or you feel like people are going to come for you. And honestly, as you grow and as you move to new levels, you got to understand that you're going to piss some people off. You may piss yourself off because you'll realize that things are not as what they seem and there can be a different way of doing things. And just like there's new levels, the new levels don't necessarily mean you going up. There can be a level of going down. So in understanding that and in figuring out where you want to be in your career, we do have to have those hard conversations because that's what's going to help us grow and that's what's going to help us get to the next level. But as I was doing the webinar, um, there was a part where I was talking about hospitality and I was talking about service and really how it can be hard for us to be of service to other people. And just because you provide a service to somebody does not mean that you're a servant. 
However, it does mean that when you are providing the service to someone that you're not just coming from a place of, okay, I'm doing this for you and you're you know, the exchange is the payment. No, this has to be a thing of as you do it, it being done in excellence and you genuinely caring as you're doing this particular thing. So let's say we're looking at maybe a, uh, I'll use facials for an example, right? When I do facials, you know, I will tell a client if they don't need something, you know, they may say, oh, I really want to buy this cleanser and that cleanser and I want to do this. But if I know it's not going to work for your skin, or if I know that's not something that you particularly need, we will have a conversation and go over what your skin is telling me, what your diet and your routine and lifestyle is currently at the moment. And if this is a product that you're ready for, or if it's something you might need to wait for. And I truly believe that in the retail industry, Um, it's not really something that people are used to because if they want something, they're looking for somebody to tell them reasons why they should get it. Um, Because in their mind, they're like, okay, well, this is X amount of dollars. So let me ask somebody if they think I should get this before I spend my money on it. But my philosophy in my business is I don't want you to invest in no full size item until you've had a sample of it. Because that way, after your 10 to 14 day mark of using this product, now you for sure know at least a week later if it's something you really want to invest in. Because we know how frustrating it can be to, you know, go to the store, buy products, and you can only get the full size because they don't have sampling. And you get that particular product and you're not happy or it breaks you out, you know, especially let's say you're going natural everybody has that honorary box of the products that you use because you looked on youtube or you looked on instagram and you saw that another girl had natural hair and she was using these products and so you bought them and now you got this big tub of products that you've tried that are not working for you or you use it one time and it made your hair super dry you know and so to reduce that i was like okay well i need to have sampling in my business now with that of course you know with understanding that in the business sector of things and trying to make a way for uh, things to be better, right? Which is the sampling instead of just selling the full-size product and being able to tell people what they don't need. To me, that is a form of service. It's a form of service to where I will be doing you a disservice if I continue to just go along and be like, oh yeah, pay for this. Yeah, just go ahead and buy this solely because I'm trying to make a sale or because I'm trying to um, get as much soul as possible. And we see this even in the back end of businesses where some companies will offer like bonuses if you sell a certain amount of a product without really thinking in the standpoint of who is the exact client that this product is for. Instead, it's a, a money driven reward. And so of course, naturally, majority of people are going to push to get that money because they may need that at that time without even thinking of that being a disservice to selling it to somebody who truly doesn't need it or who you don't even care to find out if their concerns match that particular product. So that's on the retail sector of those things. But when you look at the service side, um, let's say, you know, there's a chemical pill, right? And there's a back and forth of this where there's some businesses that will allow you to get a chemical pill. Like you can just walk in and book it like it's on a menu, like McDonald's. And then there's um, on the private side, you know, your first appointment is not meant for chemicals at all. Your first appointment is meant to really examine your skin, examine your problems, um, do a consultation, examine how your skin responds to water, 
cold and heat and really figure out um, where your sensitivities and where your initial problems are coming from, plus maybe some extractions, right? To even see how your um, inflammation response is. But if you are just running your business on money, you will miss the opportunity to find a way to service the client. And you'll miss that opportunity to figure out what that client specifically needs because your goal is just, oh, well, I just want to make this money, book an appointment, pay me my money and go. Right. And so that's where um, I have a love hate relationship with marketing. Even though I have, you know, a degree in marketing, I look at marketing totally different because for me, I'm more of a boots on the ground, word of mouth, talk to people in person type of marketer. And I use social media as more of a behind the scenes versus me trying to sell something. And so from that standpoint, that goes against the grain, right? That goes against the grain of what social media says, because with social media, you know, it's where you want to just create content. We're definitely seeing a rise in like uh, content studios and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Okay. I want you to remove the concept of right or wrong right here, because while there are some people that are like, okay, well, they're in the business of making money, which we all are. Um, There's also some people that are in the business of making money, but they're not in the business of making sure that you make money. And and that's where you have to have discernment and really figure out like who is for you. Because yes, you know, there's been classes that I've taken that have helped me. Um, and there's been some classes that I've taken that have not helped me. But the biggest factor that I realized was that either I was not ready to learn at that particular um, level of what they were teaching, whether it be like a high advanced type class Or I didn't properly do my soul searching within myself to figure out if that truly aligned with my own values. And more than likely, you know, um, more times than not, we'll often blame the other people when it's really not their fault. It's our fault because we made the decision to make the investment. Not a failure. It is a lesson. Um, But, you know, of course, you got to make sure that those people align with you because when you purchase a class or you invest in somebody else to teach you something, you also have to show up so you can get that information and make sure everything is as clear as possible. If you don't ask for further clarification and you just give up, then that, too, is your fault as well, because you didn't put forth the effort needed to get to the next level. Now, going back to the concept of, you know, being of service. Many times when we are providing a service to people, um, and I'm speaking specifically to us, okay? Black estheticians, I'm talking to us, girl. But when it comes to us, um, sometimes we are, we come off with this entitlement. And when I say we come off with this entitlement, um, this is where, you know, we think, uh, oh, what's my business? And you're going to follow my rules. And yes, that is true. But there's also a way to handle it to where people can understand that you're a big business as well. If you are, you know, as soon as somebody clicks your website, the first thing they see is just paragraphs and paragraphs of things not to do. You're going to turn the customer off because we haven't even gotten in the door and you're already telling me what I can and cannot do. And it's coming off in a condescending tone. And while most of the time we put these policies up um, for protection and to not have things happen to us, sometimes our policies were written or posted in a heat of a moment and we post these policies because we're like effective immediately you cannot come in here like this you cannot book this if you're 15 minutes late you cannot come in and so a person reading that 
um, if they take the time to, because let's be clear, some people will not take the time to read that. They would just book the appointment and go ahead. And so understanding that you you want to like take time before you post it in that heat of passion um, to really figure out like, OK, how can I say this or how can I fix my end to make it clear what I do and what I don't do? All right. And I do think that sometimes on social media, we do gravitate more towards um, businesses that are not necessarily extremely professional and when I say like extremely professional I mean like Waldorf Astoria if Waldorf Astoria was black owned you know there might be an expectation that the tone is slightly different than if it was just a boutique or a beauty bar down the street and that's where you see the difference and I've said this before um in a webinar and on Instagram but I said do you want to be five star rated or do you want to have five star reviews and that's two different things right like you can be a restaurant that has four like four star reviews but at the same time you're a Michelin rated restaurant so like that can happen so that's the same thing like you can be five star in the hood right and let's say you got like this bomb restaurant and that restaurant has the most amazing food but you know that their customer service is not always there or you know that you've seen a few roaches there or you know that you've seen a few fights break out that place can be five star compared to the hood standards but if it was to be put on a a level of international grade then it more than likely would not be rated those same um high ratings right and so those are the things that we have to think about as we dive into hospitality but what i've noticed is that many times for us as black estheticians we are not understanding how we come off when it comes to customer service and when it comes to hospitality and it could be because we already have this stigma that if we do anything wrong that the customer is going to be upset or they're going to you know use that statement this is why i don't support black business like we we automatically subconsciously have that thought process and sometimes we move that way as well let's say that you're looking at your business and you're coming from a standpoint of you wanting to be luxury well luxury means different things for different people so understanding that that in itself is an opinionated word or an opinionated adverb you really got to figure out like okay how do I want to approach my business in this particular industry in the hospitality sector of things but at the same time you also got to look at your target client if your target client is not the client that wants relaxation quiet peace the highest quality of things and willing to pay for it then you got to look at your own business and look at how you're showing up because you won't be able to really um, promote yourself on the same standpoint and level as these higher quality businesses are and I want to make sure that I'm firm with saying that because I know there's going to be one person that's like oh you're saying that business is ratchet ghetto blah 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 and my thing is this we need luxury on all levels so if you're going to be a luxury spot in the hood you own it if you're going to be a luxury spa for the wealthy you own it if you're going to be a spa that is like massage envy but you know you got affordable prices then you own that and if you're an esthetician that's like listen i'm not affordable i'm exclusive and when you come in here you get privacy you get peace and you get the highest quality and customization then you own that too but understanding that there is no right and wrong in this conversation but there is a defined line you have to figure out where you are in that line if you are promoting yourself and your promotions are saying hey y'all who needs a facial come book with me i'll give you 
$50 off, then you got to understand you just put yourself out there at the level of your belief. And so now when you start bringing people in and they're looking for discounts and you see that they're not booking with you again at your full rate, you set that tone because before they even came in, you stated for desperation, you gave them money off before they came in and now you're expecting them to rebook and pay a higher rate. It's not going to happen because you already set the value with a discount from the get go and you have to own that. And I say it like that because so many times I spent time really working with people one on one. And really, you know, the conversation was like, you know, I just want to charge $150 for a facial. Like, I feel like I'm elite. I feel like I'm luxurious and I really want to come in. And then when I say, hey, have you had a facial or a massage from uh, Waldorf Astoria, St. Regis or Four Seasons? Have you gone out the country before? Like, what's your experience with, you know, aesthetics or with spa? And most of the time, your experience is not past the Hyatt. It's not past a stay at the Marriott. And we have to be accepting. Let's accept that. But we have to understand that us as women and, you know, even as black women, white women, Asian women, it doesn't matter. You can only give on the level that you're willing to pay on. You can only give at the level you're willing to pay on. You cannot give a $400 service if you don't know what a $400 service feels like to pay for it, receive it, and then turn around and give it. And that's period. Like if you are uh, asking your family what you should do about your business and every person you're asking has never started a business, then it's safe to say that they can't help you. They can give you a little bit of support and a little bit of validation you're looking for, but they cannot help you to build a solid, profitable business. And that's because they don't have it themselves. So those are the things you have to look at. How can you yourself tell people that your service is worth a certain amount of money and you have not paid that? You got to look at the variable. For myself, I already know my service cost is below standard, actually, because when I look at what people are paying at these bigger spas and especially in the certain local areas and I see the type of hospitality and the type of um, treatments that they're giving, I realize that I give way more than that. And so your belief has to be rooted in knowing who you are and actually having something, a little something to compare it to. You know, you can't just go out the gate and say, boom, facial is $200 and your only comparison of a facial is aesthetic school. Like, that's not it. We need to see more. All right. And that's going to be through your research and going to other spas, whether in America or out the country or wherever you are to really figure out, like, what's people's alternative and how can I offer an elevated service? But the biggest thing with service that I've realized is that when it comes to um, just our cultural differences, you know, I'm the descendant of slaves. And so, you know, most um, listen, when it comes to black people and black estheticians, you know, we have a history of dealing with slavery and however you deal with it, whether you don't deal with it, whether you go to museums to learn about your history or whether you, um, you know, have people in your family that talk about it or whether you even have. Um, land that's still in your family that has a rich history rooted in slavery sometimes those scars and those wounds um, burn deep into us and we don't know that the way we treat people also comes from that type of 
um, learned habit. So if you were raised by a parent who was raised by a parent who, you know, looks at other ethnicities as enemies, then you subconsciously, you may realize, okay, this is wrong, or you may feel like, no, I want to go a different path. But deep down inside, you may be doing things that are subconsciously pushing you away from the very thing you want to do. Let me break that down because that can be confusing. And when I processed it, I had to like really process it to understand it myself. So case in point, when it comes to service, you know, I my family is from the South. OK, I um, was born in Augusta, Georgia, moved to Atlanta, Georgia that same year. And so I'm born and raised in Atlanta, basically. All right. And so being in Atlanta, hospitality is like it's something you get off the like Southern hospitality is off the rip. Um, it's a little different today, but growing up, it was, you know, um, pageants, it was debutantes, it was smiling at um, other women and other men when you see them, you know, saying good morning and greeting other people, um, opening the door for people. Like it was just a, a sad but unsaid way of treating people. And you would not treat another person ill, even if you. Like, let's say somebody had beef with somebody. Maybe they sharing a man or whatever. There was a way that it would be handled either in private or it would be an understa- like a like an understated, like you stay away from me and I stay away from you, but we're not going to act a fool out in public. Today, people do not care. They will get online. They will have beef. They will show T's and A's, all their body parts twerking, acting crazy. And really, it's like, okay, where does this behavior stem from? Again, this is not about who's right and who's wrong because when it comes to um, like Beyonce, right? Destiny's Child had a song called Nasty Put Some Clothes On. I don't know if you remember that. But on one hand, let's look at that song. If you say Nasty Put Some Clothes On, then OnlyFans would be sex work. It's not something that the average woman should do. But now today we have where women will go and take photo shoots butt naked, showing all their body parts. And that's a birthday shoot. Right. And so this is where now beyond looking at what we think is right and wrong, let's look at where these values and habits that we've learned subconsciously throughout the years where these things felt okay to us and where they felt so okay to us where we can begin to show them on the outer. And so living in St. Louis, I realized that, you know, for myself, I would say hey to people like I would bring that same Southern hospitality to people. And I'd be like, hey, how are you? You know, it's good to see you. Um, And that wasn't really returned to me because, you know, here in this city, it's kind of like you do you. I'll do me. Don't talk to me unless I talk to you or, oh, she didn't speak to me, so I'm not going to speak. So it's kind of like this, you know, behavior that, of course, had to have been learned from somewhere, you know, and maybe it came from their parents or maybe it was just like something that happened in high school and I'm not in the business of doing the healing work for people, but I realized that my business, majority of my business success came from the fact that when people came into my space, the entire aura changed. There is hosp- there's Southern hospitality that's offered in my business. We greet everyone. We offer um, beverages to everyone. We offer the same level of hospitality to everyone. 
doing. It doesn't matter if you're here by yourself. Maybe you brought your child for a service. Maybe you brought your husband. You're there for couples treatments. It does not matter. Every person gets the same level of hospitality and every person is tended to, treated, and taken care of because that's the level, the standard of service that I want to give to everyone. But going back to the concept of like slavery and how the conditioning subconsciously is, is that, you know, I'm not going to lie. My family, um, as I've learned some of the history, uh, my grandfather was a child of, um, you know, a slave mother and a plantation owner father. And so he was raised in the home. So his mother, um, from what he saw, you know, she was out doing her duties you know and the father taught him um so and i'm saying the father like this is not my family member but basically it's like the father taught him the way of the land you know taught him how to um, take care of just the house and take care of um, the property and he really taught him the things of becoming a man because he was the only son of this particular man which is I mean, listen, he's he's my great grandfather, but we just gonna call him the man. okay? and so from that, of course, you know, my grandfather, of course, once everybody became free, then he went on his way and made a family and, um, you know, really passed on the legacy that he could to us. But at the same time, when I look at the point of time where I learned that information, I realized that my grandfather was a person that truly taught me the level of service and my grandmother taught me things about like homemaking and stuff like that but my grandfather was a person that taught me about treating people well and understanding that every first impression has the impression of being the first business partner and when I learned that from him you know I don't look at people as money I look at people as we need to take care of each other because you never know um, five years from now you may be hurting I may be hurting something may happen where you you need to reach out to me or I need to reach out to you and we need to have a conversation or a phone call and it shouldn't be any beef. It should be the last time you saw me, there was peace and tranquility. And so from that, learning the level of service and understanding that not a lot of people have that same level of service that they were taught as well, I do realize that that's where my love of hospitality stemmed. But then it made me really dive deep like, okay, you know, when you look at the house slave stigma, for example, you know, learning how to serve people and, and, you know, make the food and serve the food in a certain way and, and learning how to um, speak to people in a very hospitable way. Granted, with slavery, that was forced labor, forcing someone to be nice, forcing someone to serve another person beyond um, what they particularly were going to do. And even if I look at the definition, like I have it right here, slavery are both the state and the condition of being a slave, someone forbidden to quit their service for another person, treated as property, being made to perform some form of work while also having their location dictated by the slaver. And so when you look at it from that standpoint, I mean, when you look at corporate America, that technically okay can be seen as a form of slavery because you're told what time to come in you're told how your behavior needs to be you're told where you need to report to you're on the clock you're told you have to do things for performance and it is like that is a form of uh controlled slavery where you basically volunteer to go to do that now i'm not getting political i'm not even gonna get 
into the depths of slavery here because everyone has their choice present day. And we're noticing that the big institutions are coming down. But what I will say is that you as an individual in the hospitality industry, I need you to understand that you giving service to someone, you being nice to someone, you offering someone a drink, you seeing someone is cold, offering them some warm tea or a blanket, you speaking to people where you treat them the way you will want to be treated and giving love to every person, not expecting something from them. That is going to carry you beyond the aesthetic industry. But it's also going to help you to realize that at the end of the day, you're in an industry where you don't come first period. You do not come first. So when you're making your policies, when you're ranting online, yes, it does suck that people are calling you past your hours. It does suck that people see you posting on social media and they are not respecting the fact that you have off time. Yes, it does suck that people come in your business and they want to debate you over discounts, etc., etc. But you also got to turn inward and figure out what have I done that has made these people feel that they can approach me in this manner. And I had to do that myself. Why were people calling my phone past our business hours? Because I would stay up late and send emails past our business hours. Why were people coming in asking for discounts? Because I would turn around and offer discounts before they even came in the door. So when they came to their next appointment, they're like, wait a minute, this is more then I was paying. So I'm. let me think about it. I mean, if you bring someone in off of a 50% discount and then the next time they come in, you're expecting them to pay full price, it's safe to say like when you brought them in, you brought them in on discounted energy. So you can't expect to maintain them on a full payment. I mean, it's safe to say that. Think about it. If you go to Disney World and they charging you $50 to get in, which I believe that's how much it was when I was a kid. And then you come in the next time and tickets are $150 a person. You're going to be like, wait a minute. Not understanding your first time you was on discount. So really, I want you to think about your business in the same way. But understand that hospitality is in every single bone of your business. Before you get a logo, before you get the marketing, before you get to shouting loudly and looking for more visibility on your business, make sure at the core of your business that you are here to serve people. Because if not, we can tell that you are being held here against your will. We can tell you don't want to do this. We can tell you don't have passion for the lashes. We can tell you don't have passions for the hair. We can tell you don't want to wax. We can tell your conversation is dry when you do a facial. So I really want you to understand that giving service to somebody and offering things to people and you know, showing people the way, like if people come in your business and greeting them, escorting them to the bathroom, offering them these different amenities, that doesn't mean you're being their servant. It means that you're offering service to them and you're taking care of them because they know when they come to your business that everything is provided, they're being taken care of, and they can trust you as the person to do it. We did it for other ethnicities for so long. Let me say it a little more Atlanta for you. We serve the white man. We already serve the white man. So what can we do now? We can take that information that we've learned and we can take it and give it to ourselves. Why is it that there is no well-known 
multiple location, black-owned luxury, five-star rated spa. That's a heavy thing, right? Why is it that there is no black-owned, Mexican-owned, Asian-owned, multi-location, five-star rated, and I mean rated by some sort of agency, luxury spa why is that we got to be able to do the service we got to be able to get the operations in line we got to be able to get the hospitality together and it may it's going to take some collaboration and it's going to take us understanding that not everybody is meant to have a business it's going to have to take some true collaboration and really understanding that we are responsible for building up our communities and we are responsible. We can bring back Black Wall Street on multiple corners. We have the acumen to do it and we got the digital age. But we also have to understand that you giving service to somebody and you also working in collaboration with another business with the standpoint of building in partnership and building in community and it not being a supervisor employee a look down on somebody's type of relationship you understand that when you have that type of environment around you you can give service to other people not because you're forced to but because you want to And that's not being a servant. That's absolutely being of service. So this week, I really want you to think about like how you can be of service to people, like how you can just genuinely go out in the world and want to give love to people, whether it be saying hello to somebody, whether it be hugging somebody, whether it be paying for the next person in line coffee, like I don't know, whatever it is, figure out how you can give and there not be a transaction or an expectation of something being in return and watch how the blessings begin to fall down into you your life and your business all right now that's pretty much all i have for you today if you want to extend this conversation further definitely like send me a dm because i love talking to y'all in the dms you can find me on instagram at i am nina hayes also you can follow um our elite estheticians page it is at elite estheticians on instagram the page is private because i do share a lot of business information so if you really want that information you'll come and be a part of the community and follow the page all right so let me know how it goes share like screenshot this and let me know that you watch this and i will talk to y'all later remember you're not a servant be of service and be elite